preached last Sunday on the Lord as a seeker, and that's one aspect of being a shepherd. And I know that when we look at God being a shepherd, a lot of times we probably have not thought about the fact that um, <laughs> this aspect of uh, being a shepherd involves uh, three kinds of leadership. I don't know how it's just showing me one different thing. Anyway, all right, uh, Psalms 23. <clears throat> we are, uh, let's look here. Uh, God is a shepherd, and here it is. There's a sense of a prophet who spoke the word, a priest who brought people into worship, and then the king. And I read to you, uh, I talked about Psalms 23, it's familiar. Uh, and then I read to you Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, the entire chapter, even though the first part of it was sort of uh, a performance review of shepherds. We all are supposed to be shepherds in our home, shepherds in, uh, with the church, in leadership, and uh, we know there is a chief shepherd, and the Lord basically talked about, I am the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep, and he made a distinction. What's amazing about the Lord is he faced the shepherds of his time, and he basically, he showed how far off they were. When it was time for him to go to Calvary, the Bible says in John the 18th chapter, in the 12th verse, when the hand and when the band and the captain of officers of Jews took Jesus, bound him, and led him away to Annas first, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now, we know that Annas was a, supposed to be a leader. He was supposed to be a priest. He wasn't the high priest. His son-in-law was the high priest. You would have thought that an elder priest would have had compassion, would have had love, would have had kindness to show, but he didn't. He brought him to Caiaphas, and Caiaphas gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient. Here's, here's what this shepherd said, better that one die than all the Romans come down on us. That's a loving shepherd, isn't it? Well, let's take him out. I mean, that's pitiful. Jesus was showing Caiaphas's attitude was sacrifice one for the greater good. And, and I understand. I, I understand in war. I understand in a time of battle. Sometimes, you know, people take on a mission and their job is to do it. But let me tell you, this wasn't war and this wasn't a battle. This was, you know, uh, at times, you know, I can say, oh, well, sacrifice one for the greater good. No, this wasn't that kind of a time. This was not a, a time of battle. He was not asking. Usually, even if it is in time of battle, the general will say, I want volunteers. 
He's not so quick to say, well, you and you and you and you die. But he pleads to their patriotism or their sense of a willingness to put themselves on the line. But that wasn't how this was. He didn't say, Jesus, would you be glad to go to Calvary? Would you be glad to be crucified so that the rest of us... That wasn't how he did it. He just made an arbitrary decision. Let's sacrifice him, and that'll keep the heat off the rest of us. You read it in Matthew, the 26th chapter, because there is another uh, story about it that says Jesus held his peace. And the high priest, that would have been Caiaphas, said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou wilt tell us whether you be the Christ or not. Or the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And when the high priest did this, what did he do? Tore his clothes. And you've heard me talk about it. At that moment, the high priest was told never to tear his clothes because the high priest had the authority to enter into the presence of God. And the moment that high priest tore his clothes, he basically said, there is someone greater than me right here. He literally, at that moment, transferred his authority as the high priest to Jesus Christ. And he tore his clothes and he said, blaspheme, you've spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard this blasphemy. What think you? And they answered and said, what? They sentenced him to death. And then they didn't stop there. You know what they began to do? <laughs> Spit. Hit him. I don't know if you've ever come to church and the preacher's ever said, let's all find a circle around him and spit on him make you hard to want to come back to church, wouldn't it? Huh? Spit on him. Hit him. I don't care. Get rid of him. Wow. This is why he's called the chief shepherd. Because at that moment, then they begin to mock him. And you know what? We've all heard these, oh, so you're a Christian. Oh, so you're so holy. Huh? Well, guess what? They said that to Jesus. You know what they said? Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? You talk about being offensive or offended. Well, you, you don't understand. I'm offended at what so-and-so said or did. I want to tell you something. Jesus knows just how you feel. And yet the Bible says he opened not his mouth and reviled not again. That's, a, that's an amazing testimony. 
don't know that I could take too much of that before I'd say, look, look. It's enough, it's enough Caiaphas. Huh? You don't know who you're talking to. I could have called 10,000 angels down. Huh? You want to talk about getting a mad on, getting offended. Oh, I would never be offended. Let me tell you, it's easy to get that way these days. And yet, here was the good shepherd, and he did not. And, and, and is he our example? Not only did the priests or the shepherds or prophets do this, but the kings and governor. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he said, well, are you a Galilean? And as soon as he heard that he was, he sent him to Herod. And Herod, who was at Jerusalem of the time, he was kind of excited because... In fact, the Bible says it like this. He was exceeding glad for he had been wanting to see him for a long time. Why? Perform a miracle for me. Oh, you're the tongue talkers? Well, let me hear some of that. Huh? Perform me a miracle. I've heard you're doing miracles, so give me a miracle. And... What did Jesus say? Nothing. Here he was, the chief shepherd. And it was like the fact that he was saying nothing, the chief priests and scribes that stood there vehemently accusing him, and Herod with his men of war set him at naught and <clears throat> mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And that same day, what happened? Pilate, who didn't like Herod, and Herod, who didn't like Pilate, became friends to attack somebody else. You know, that happens. I don't like her, and you don't like her, so let's both... Join up and attack her. Whew. Now that happened in the church. But, you know, I want you to know, Pastor, that me and four or five others have all said you... Huh? People that wouldn't normally talk to one another now could talk real good. That's what happened with Pilate and Herod. The 18th chapter of John, Pilate went out unto them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him unto you. So he is a bad, bad guy. Then said Pilate, take ye him and judge him according to your law. And the Jews therefore said unto him, notice this, It is not lawful that we, sorry, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spoke signifying what death he should die. 
Because you see, the Jews couldn't crucify anybody. They could beat you half to death, but the Jews did not have the power. So when Pilate and Herod basically turned it back over to the Sanhedrin, that's when they basically said, you know, we can't do it. Pilate enters in and he says, are you the king of the Jews? And the Lord answered, you've said, and you can read the rest of the trial. But the chief shepherd did not fight back. Oh, Lord, help us in this hour to be shepherds. How easy is it for me to get offended? How easy is it for me to get my back up? How easy is it for me to feel like you don't have any right to talk to me that way, treat me that way? Oh, Lord. Basically, you remember what Pilate did? Ask him what is truth. Then he said, bring me some water. Said, I wash my hands of this. And yet Jesus went to Calvary. Why? For me. <laughs> to shed his blood for me. When you realize this is what Isaiah had prophesied about in the 53rd chapter. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our sorrows, our griefs, and he hath carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten, of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb and he opened not his mouth what powerful words from our great shepherd you say pastor I I've, I want to be involved in leadership I want to be in charge can you be a shepherd I want to be in charge of my home. I, I can be the king of my house. I can go to battle. Huh? But can I bring my family into the presence of God? Can I call a family meeting and say, we need to pray about this? Huh? Oh, I can maybe do that, but can I seek and reconcile and stand in the gap? And I know I cause my family grief sometimes because I teach them, my grandchildren, a lot of bad habits. They'll come to me and say, can I have a root beer or Sprite or Coke? Before I know what I've said, I, I say, sure. Then I go, well, you need to check with your parents. 
I don't know what you've had. I'm the pushover. And they, Tegan and Siobhan both, they know it. I'm the weakest link. Can I ride home with you? And by the way, can we go by and get a slushie? Sometimes I give in maybe too quickly, but as a grandparent, I feel like, well, you know, hallelujah. My dad didn't lead by good example. My oldest daughter, when I was a kid, I had to work for my first vehicle, save my money, and I bought a $75 dune buggy. Not a $500 dune buggy that was on sale for $75, a $50 dune buggy that was, I paid $70, $75. Then I bought an old truck. By the time I worked a year and my 11th grade year and saved my money. By the time I got to my senior year, I bought my first good vehicle. My oldest child turned 16 and a red Mustang showed up in my driveway. <laughs> you remember that? And I ask you, what has possessed you? shepherd that's loving but can I follow that shepherd be willing not to open my mouth when wrongly accused can I follow that shepherd when I'm mocked still love still be willing to go to Calvary because I know what I need to do regardless of what anybody else is doing. Huh? This hour we're living in, this is our last week of our prayer. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And he did all of that for one reason. He went for me. What a privilege it is to know the chief shepherd. Amen. Let's stand.